Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shamir, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. All right, this is our second Sidra, our second Aliyah of this week in the Torah portion of Chuchat, which means regulations, and this portion is taken from Numbers chapter 19, verse 18, all the way to chapter 20, verse 6, but we're just going to focus on the first six verses of chapter 20. It says, the people of Israel, the whole community, entered the Zen desert in the first month, and they stayed in Kadesh. There Miriam died, and there she was buried. Now, you remember that Miriam is Moses' older sister. Verse 2, because the community had no water, they assembled themselves against Moses and Aaron. They quarreled with Moses, saying, Oh, we wish we would have died when our brothers died before Adonai. When did their brothers die before Adonai? During the rebellion of Korak, which we just read in last Torah portion. They're making these people, these rebellious people, martyrs and heroes. And they were uh, re rebels and dissenters against the Lord God and against Moses and Aaron. These people are already testing God already. We wish we would have died when our brothers died before Adonai. Why did you bring Adonai's community into the desert to die there, we and all our livestock? Why did you make us leave Egypt to bring us into this terrible place without seed, figs, grapevines, pomegranates, or even water to drink? Moses and Aaron left the assembly, went to the entrance of the tent of meeting, and fell on their faces. That was Moses and Aaron's go-to response, was going to the Lord God in worship and in prayer. And it says, And the glory of Adonai appeared to them. Now, let's kind of put this all in context. Miriam was, was um, uh, Moses and Aaron's older sister, and she died. She was not only a prophetess, she was not only a worship leader, because remember, she led the women in music and song at the Red Sea with the tambourine, but she was also the water scout. That's why it is mentioned directly after her death that it says the community had no water. She was the one that was able to point and spot out water sources and wells and things like that. Now that the water scout was dead, they were having a hard time finding water. Now, what we want to bring out of this passage is to beware, to beware that when you were in the Lord's will and you were walking in his ways, that when troubled times come upon you, that you don't forget the reality of where you've been. These people were making it out like their situation was worse than their situation in Egypt. Nothing could be further from the truth. Now, in Egypt, they were assigned a ration of food and water. It was not the best food and water. They were worked from sun up to sundown. They barely had time to sleep. They barely had time to rest. They barely had time with their families. They barely had time to reproduce and populate. They, they, they didn't have any time but for the whim and the will of Pharaoh and his taskmasters. They were beat. They were tortured. They were punished. They were worked to the bone. I mean, nothing was cheery or happy or great, but yet here they're reminiscing about Egypt, thinking that Egypt was better than the situation that they're in. Nothing could be better. <laughs> no situation could be better. Uh, you know, when you're thinking back to the sin and, and, and the, the, the lifestyle of sin and death that you were in, the lifestyle that the Lord delivered you from and brought you out from, nothing could be worse than that. 
No, no matter what situation you face, nothing could be worse than your old sinful lifestyle. But yet they're making it out like it was some sort of amusement park in paradise. Why did you bring Adonai's community into the desert to die there? We and our livestock, why did you make us leave Egypt? Remember in the Torah portion of Korach, they were actually calling Egypt the promised land and not Canaan. To bring us to this terrible place without seed, figs, grapevines, pomegranates. Well, whose fault is that? It wasn't Moses and Aaron's fault. They were ready to lead you into the promised land, but you said no, and you turned back. And now you have to wander in this desert for 40 years. You brought the situation on yourself. So that's what we need to take from this, uh, this little portion of scripture is never to look at our current situation as so bad and desperate and hopeless that we look back on our past sinful lifestyle as something that was better than the situation that we're in. When you are in rough times and you are in dire straits, that is God's perfect opportunity to show his grace, his love, his power, his miracles. Whenever they were between a rock and a hard place, the children of Israel always saw God's miracles. They, they saw the water split. They saw quail and manna. They saw, uh, you know, water from the rock. Uh, miracle after miracle after miracle. And yet they still grumbled and complained when hard times come upon them and doubted God's love and sincerity and provision for them and looked back on the horrible, horrible conditions and situations that they were in, claiming that they were better than what they were dealing with right now. So be very careful of that in your life, that no situation that you face as a believer is worse than the situation you were in when you were lost. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Go out there and have a great day. Shalom and God bless.